Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be bummed out. Want to know what will make you feel better? If you follow us on Instagram at MentallyChillPod and also on Twitter at ChillMentally. There are so many amazing updates. There's a little sarcasm in that, but eventually there won't be because there's going to be so many good updates. But anyway, go do it. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey, it's Mentally Chill. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. And I'm not alone this time, which I'm really excited about, but also not that excited about just because it's my friend, Jen. And you're still kind of alone. Yes. Whenever <laughs> anyone's around you, they're alone. Yeah. You're a very empty vessel. I'm very boring, guys. So get ready. Yes. She's super boring. I thought she'd be great for the show um, because I know you guys are missing out on sleep. So I figured she'd assist in that for you guys. <laughs> this is my friend, Jen, who if you guys have listened to the show before, you know that I've referenced Jen as like our, I don't know, I think I was calling you our like resident um, consultant or something, but in a jokey way. Yeah, it's a far reach. It's not. Yeah. So Jen is a really good friend of mine from childhood, but also going to school to get her doctorate in psychology. So don't judge her though, because she's she may be getting her doctorate. It's not confirmed yet. Right. Because she's going through the process and it's really hard. Yeah. So thanks for listening because I'm not like famous or that smart. So perfect. Yeah. So here we are. (laughs) Okay. So today we're going to talk about PTSD, which doesn't really make much sense because neither you nor I really, I think, have PTSD. But in a way we do because (laughs) so Jen and I used to dance together. We know each other from this thing called Showstopper Productions, which we did in high school. And Jen and I... I think are both very traumatized from not doing it anymore. Yeah, we have like the opposite of PTSD. It's like this thing happened to like us. Like we want it to we happen want it to again. Happen, to keep happening. Yes. Like we're not afraid of it. Right. That's exactly actually yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel weird talking about PTSD because I don't think like I can do it justice, but someone wrote to me and was like, will you do, do a show on PTSD? And um, I really don't know what to do shows on now. Mm-hmm. They're like, Stevie's gone and like, I don't know. I just feel like. I've run out of ideas. So we'll try to talk about PTSD in like a way that's respectful, but also not yeah. because the show is to like not be respectful in, in certain ways. Right. But Jen knows a little bit about it. I don't want the show to be educational, but I just like looked stuff up. So we'll just chit chat about it. Um, I feel like I want to get PTSD from doing the show yeah. about PTSD. Well, I think it's a good topic because I think a lot of people suffer from it and a lot of people may not even know they suffer from it. Right. So... Okay, before I'm going to get to that, I forgot I wrote this. I told you that I wrote a thing called 13 Reasons Why Not. Mm -hmm. Because you were on the show. Were you on the show that we talked about 13 Reasons Why? No, I just told you to talk about it. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah, it was like a CW show. Yeah, but you liked it. No, I hated it. You hated it? I just thought you should watch it. Like, I think people who are talking about these issues should watch it. Should, like, know what they're talking about. look at and see how ridiculous it was. Right. So it was ridiculous. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't think it was good for teenagers at all. I know because you mentioned you were like, oh, this is so weird that people are watching mm-hmm. like a girl actually slit her wrists. Yeah. And I didn't like how they portrayed the school because I work in a school and they portrayed You're like, as... kids are not that well dressed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they don't and have they that don't, much They're style. not that developed either. Right. Yeah. I and get they don't so have frustrated those, with teenage that shows. That vocabulary. It's like Dawson's Creek. Like they didn't, no one talked like that. Right. I could get, I could go back and talk about why I hate that show so much but one of the things was that she just to show she was depressed she cut her hair yeah and it was an adorable cut yeah it was like how you'd want 
you wanted to make your life better, that's the cut you would get. Right. It was adorable. And I think one thing that I just want to tell listeners who may watch it or have watched it, a lot of people don't kill themselves to get revenge. Exactly. And that that made me really upset Right. when I saw that because right. that was giving – because a lot of teenage girls feel that way, like, oh, I'll show them. And they may not be thinking because they don't think of consequences, so they may – try to copy that show and I would hate to see that and right. I think it has happened I think people have copied it right which is horrible are there any documented cases of that I think there is really yeah I don't know for let the, I should probably look it up but I have a I think there was a I mean it, wow. once this show came out the schools were sending out letters to parents left and right really yeah wow so so you work in a school yes I thought it was a college I used to work at a college and now I work in a middle and high school I'm a school psychologist oh god that's so awful um <laughs> they're great Okay, so I wrote a thing, 13 Reasons Why Not. Mm-hmm. Some are serious, some are not super serious. Um, number one, because life is short enough as it is. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like just short. So Jen and I were talking mm-hmm. last night. We watched some videos of us dancing when we were 13 through 17. And one of the videos was 1997. And I was like, oh, that was 20 years ago. And Jen laughed like I was making a hilarious joke. And then had this look of, like, total realization come over her face. terror. Yeah, that it was actually 20 years ago. Right. And it flew by. As miserable as I've been, it flew by. I'm like, how fast would it have gone by if I was happy that entire time? Right. So I'm asking you, because you've been happy. Yeah. So did it fly super fly by for you? Yeah. It flew by. Like, I'm having my five-year anniversary in September. Yeah, that's weird. And... I can't even believe it. It's insane. Like, yeah. And that was like the happiest day of my life. It sounds cheesy, but that was like the best day ever. Well, the best part of your wedding was that when you cried to me in the morning. <laughs> but I totally felt like, why? I felt like you'd understand. Yes. Because you, it was like, it was almost like you were saying goodbye to your old life and like yeah. you were being, being taken away from your family or something. Yeah. So I was really yeah. sad the day after my wedding. Sorry, we're going off on a tangent. But I... um and my husband was like, what is wrong with you? Right. Like, come on, I'm okay. Right. Like, why did you, you know? Could you imagine? Like, it, yeah. poor Paul. <laughs> and we're like driving to our honeymoon and I'm like sobbing. But it was like, because <laughs> it's the only time you have your whole family and friends together in one right. place and you just right. want them to stay there. Right. And then I was leaving everybody. Right. So I'm And like moving happy. on to your it's, next life. And... Paul's awesome. It was just really funny that I was just crying. I would cry too. Yeah. So yeah, life's super short. I, number two, I have as you might as well. See how things turn out. Like, you just might as right. well. Why not? Because it's like staying through the end of a bad movie. The ending might redeem it, mm-hmm. or it might not. Like, whenever I go see a movie and it's bad in the theater, I won't leave, even if it's, like, wretchedly terrible. Because I'm like, well, you never know. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, with life, it's like, well, you never know. Like, something could just start going really right. Yeah. You just don't know. So why not just keep going? Right. Exactly. Number three... I have your family, duh. I mean, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. You don't do that to the people you love. No. I know Stevie's family is just like so, struggling so badly, for obviously. But it's like her family keeps saying, "I know she she didn't she wouldn't have done this to us." You know, like you're not thinking of the other people when you're in it, but at the same time, you should. Right. Even though I know it's like impossible to put people in that position is. So insanely terrible. Yeah, and you're not in the right mindset a lot of times, but think about it before. Like, think about the fact that um, I heard, like, the worst thing that you can do is lose a child. 
Because it's so against nature. Right. Like, you're not supposed to lose. You're supposed right. to go before your child. Right. So I just think of my parents. Like, that would be devastating. Yeah. My mom, like, after the – not that I would do anything, but my mom was just like, don't let anything happen to you. And then she's mm-hmm. like, like, when you're driving. You know, she tried to, like, yeah. angle Like, I'm not she saying – she tried to, yeah. But she's like – she just said, like, I wouldn't make it through it. And so it's like, well, I, I mean, I would never do anything anyway, but with her – I just couldn't like yeah. if she died um, maybe I would you know maybe yeah. not that I'm saying I would but maybe I'd be more flexible right yeah <laughs> but I just there's no way in one million years I could do that to my mom mm-hmm. okay number reason number four do I sound as dramatic as she did on the reading of the tapes oh, you need to do a little bit more okay I'm like softer and yeah. slower yeah okay so number four because if you do it I guarantee your luck is so bad that the next day someone will probably show up at your door with a check for a million dollars. Yeah. Like, that'd be, like, my fear. That would happen to you. It would. Well, so, like, I would never get a million dollars in real, like, alive, but Mm -hmm. I guarantee if something happened to me the next day, like, something would come through, right? So my, on the episode with Stevie when we talked about suicide that we didn't put out, we talked about this actress who I think I'm related to. She wasn't successful. That's why I think we were related. (laughs) Um... Her name, her name was Peg Entwistle. Okay. And she committed suicide off the H of the Hollywood sign. Oh, Did you ever hear of her? No. She's kind of like this infamous story, but she she moved to New York from – or I'm sorry, she moved to L.A. from New York, and she was a stage actress, and I think this was in like the 1920s. And she moved in hopes of like getting on the silver screen. And then I think she got in one film, and I think it's actually on IMDb that she – did get like one acting credit in a film but I think she was like ensemble cast or something like that and so her career wasn't going well and she was severely depressed and she jumped off the H of the Hollywood sign and like the next day a letter came in the mail that she booked a role oh in a movie yeah you never know right so it's like that's and because I think I'm related and the reason I think I'm related for people listening is because my mom's maiden name is Entwistle because you want to stalk me or something yeah. yeah but we did it's funny my mom and I went on Ancestry.com and looked her up and we emailed a couple people who are actually her relatives and one got back to us. I can't remember what they said, but they're from like a town over from where we're from in England. Oh. So I think we're like guaranteed yeah. related. And then I know this isn't super significant, but her on there you can see people's actual handwriting and her her father's handwriting was literally identical to my grandfather's handwriting, who was an entwistle, which is like whatever. They were all trained like the same yeah, way to right, write. Right. Yeah, that's. Some, but yeah. I mean, like the way they wrote entwistle literally was like identical, huh. which is kind of weird. So that's the kind of luck that you probably would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just don't do it because something good is going to happen. Yeah. And then number five, I, I had something and then I erased it and I can't remember what I had <laughs> and I didn't fill in the blank. So this is twelve reasons why not. Unless five you can golden come. rings. Don't do it for five golden rings. For, well, I wanted to write for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Like, because Christmas is like... even Or if a holiday with family. Yeah. Yeah. But I just... You'll miss out on those. Yeah. Christmas music. Even if you're Jewish or yeah. into Ramadan or atheist, Christmas music is still undeniably great and cheery and lovely. But only during the Christmas season. Yes. And post-Thanksgiving. Yes. Though only, like, I'm not into protesting. I'm not into, like, social justice warrior. Yeah. As Jen would also agree. Yes, I agree. I won't get you started on that. Don't get me started. But if 
I were to protest something, it would be the early playing of Christmas music. I would be outside with signs. Yeah. I love Christmas. I love the feeling it gives me when it's Christmas season. But when I find when, like, I see, like, was it Lifetime? They play those Christmas in July. I get this horrible feeling. I know, I know. It's this, like melancholy feeling yeah i hate it yeah. i hate christmas out of season well i have on my like i listen to spotify but then when i get in my car sometimes automatically Your my itunes, iTunes plays and it's all christmas music like Dean martin yes yeah, like bing crosby <laughs> yes. it's like it'll literally be july yeah. in los angeles and it'll mm-hmm. be like melancholy maka which i love that song yes that happens to me too and i get i get but i won't listen i won't get so like sad yeah it's more sad than mad yeah i get I get more like, I don't want to ruin it. Because mm-hmm. if I listen to it now, it's not going to be special oh. later. Mm-hmm. But you, well, you have a very deep emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Which I do too, but not. It's different. Yeah. yeah. But Jen and I, when we would do our Showstopper productions, we, um, I, do <laughs> I have to say plug. the production part? This is plug. It is. Showstoppers. It doesn't um, exist anymore. It doesn't. Sad. But we would do a Christmas show. And so it was a very – and it was a lovely time, and we would dance and, like, wear Christmas, like, cute outfits and We knew every word dance. to every single Christmas yeah. song. My Even mom, the obscure ones. Yeah. My mom, she's kind of silly. Her favorite song – like, this is not favorite Christmas song. Her favorite song is We Need a Little Christmas. But she calls it Haul Out the Holly. That's and my mom calls and it. And it's her ringtone. Oh. Even now – it was for a while, and I changed it. Like, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. in the springtime; it'd be playing, and I'm like, "Mom, no." Right. So that's her favorite song in general, not just it's <laughs> not just for the season. Yes, Rose, amazing. All out the holly. Um. Okay, number six, McDonald's. Oh, I love McDonald's. When you die, you can't eat McDonald's. Oh my! I love McDonald's. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so insane. It for me, like if I'm having an anxiety attack, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show before, but when I'm having anxiety or I'm panicking. I get this crazy need for McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I once I have it, I don't like go into like like heaven or anything. But I just <laughs> it's not like I'm like everything's great. Yeah, but I have it better. and it calms me down. Yeah, and it's almost like a hug, and and so I I'll go and Those I'll get arches are just hugging I, you. I know I've been so like brainwashed by society with this McDonald's stuff, but. Um, it reminds me of being a kid. That's what I was just going to say. Is yeah. it the taste or is it the nostalgia? It's, it's the nostalgia. I mean, yeah. the taste, of course, because it's yeah. just like salt. But it reminds me of like after dance class when I was really little mm-hmm. before I knew you. Fries, like a small fry. We would stop at McDonald's and go to the ball pit mm-hmm. and get like, sometimes we'd get just fries or sometimes we'd get like a whole meal or whatever. But the feelings that it brings up for me are so comforting. So yeah, if, I mean, if you die in heaven's like a thing and it's like ecstasy. Mm-hmm. I really don't think it could compete because yeah. that's how much I love McDonald's. And maybe for some people it's Chick-fil-A. Or maybe it's right. for some people it's Taco Bell. Like right. there's going to be Right. Although I'll lose a couple. I'm sorry. Uh, lose I a didn't mean to say of, Chick-fil-A. How do you know Chick-fil-A? There's no Chick-fil-A it's here. it's so good. But there's not one here. There's there? one in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. So. Not that I go there to, but on our way back from like visiting family, we'll stop. Yeah. Except if it's a Sunday. Yeah. We can't. The only thing with Chick-fil-A for me is like every time I get it, it's. I feel like it's overpriced for the quality that it's turned into. It used yeah. to be better quality, I feel like. What I just love is going in there and they have, like, fresh flowers on the table. I think that's great. They and everyone do? is so nice. They don't yeah. have that in L.A. Well, L.A. – don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, retro there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Number seven. This podcast. Yes. Yeah. I need listeners. <laughs> so please just lucky, keep it going. Lucky number seven. You mm-hmm. got you to gotta do that. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. This isn't for Stevie. Because you want to be here to see the Kardashians' asses start to sag. 
I want to see them get old. Yeah, like I yeah. don't know. I'm looking forward to that in a way of like I don't want to miss out on it. Right. The satisfaction They're of still like going to look good though. I know cuz they can afford it. Yeah. But there is a point where even if you can afford it, you'll not look good. But this we'll we're talking many dead. years in the future. We'll probably be dead before they're dead. Probably. They're going to Oh, do you know the movie um know the movie Death Becomes Her? Yes. It is so good. It is. It's even better now. I watched yes. it. I used to watch it, when it was, I was on the other day. Yes. Oh, I think we're going to say No, but I used later. to watch it when I was little, and I'm like, I need to watch that now. Because yeah. I could probably relate to it much more. Oh, you can. Yeah. Because I watched it. It was on the other day um, on TV, and then I'd watched it on Netflix, like, I think maybe oh, like a year Netflix? ago. I think so. Oh. I watched it. Either I either I paid for it on iTunes or mm-hmm. I watched it on Netflix. But it is so good, and it's so funny. And um, Meryl Streep, there's a scene where Meryl Streep was like, she like hated her husband, Kevin Costner. Isn't it Kevin Costner? I don't remember. I need to it watch was, this again. No, it was um, not Kevin Costner. Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, thank yeah. you. And she couldn't stand him, and he's, like, this nerdy doctor, and mm-hmm. he, like, was, like, a mouth breather. And they were in the car, and she's just like, can you stop breathing? Just, like, stop <laughs> yes. breathing. Yeah, it's just it's so hilarious. good. But they find a drug – they basically find, like, the drug to keep you young, but then it basically doesn't let you die. Yeah. And so the you just – The hole in the stomach. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so, so funny. good. So then, like, when they should be, like, aging and looking gross, they're, like – still alive and they can't just like check out because they can't ever die because they took the young drug yeah it's so good it's a good movie okay number nine. Oh, oh, speaking of death becomes her all the good movies you'll miss i mean i don't think that's like a great reason <laughs> well, i'm not a movie you're, you're a not movie person okay. i'm more into like the shows on netflix like i'm into like yeah you are ozark watch it so really good so for that it's but so i can weird see because- like entertainment right but it's so weird when Jeff Garland's on the show, he said something about being like going to the Ozarks. Yeah. And then on my way home, I was driving and there was a billboard for Ozark. Yeah. But well, it was just funny how he had made that and reference. And it's funny. And I like the show and I never knew like what – I've heard the Ozarks, but I never right. knew what it was. But it, it's a good show. Is it like Hillbilly Land or something? It is, but it's for people go to – also people who live in like Chicago will go for like um, vacations. Okay. That could be totally wrong. So that makes sense sorry, though because – Jeff Garland's from Chicago. Okay. So that's why yeah. I go to those arts. So yeah, for entertainment purposes, like it's fun to watch things. Yeah. And... I love I love movies. Yeah, like there's you no... always have. I know. Like there's nothing better to me than going to the movie theater, getting like a soda and candy. I'm never happier than when I'm doing yeah. that. I haven't been to the movies in over a year. Ew. Mm-hmm. I, we don't go. Why? Because that couch. It just like Yeah, but like, come on. <laughs> Because I fall asleep. Like, I love la- I love laying down. I hate sitting up. Like, I hate when my feet are touching But you're the floor. not a napper. No. Weird. Mm-hmm. I don't lay down until after 8 o'clock. Right. <laughs> I don't think I've not taken a nap now in probably six months. Like, I'm not oh, even kidding. I'm not taking a nap. Yeah, I think, well, maybe, like, once or twice. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, wow. the addiction. But anyway, that's another topic mm-hmm. that we've already talked about. <laughs> okay, number 10. This one's a little more serious. For the people who have died and didn't want to die and get, would give anything to be alive, it's almost like they're starving people in China argument. Yep. Like that your parents would say. Yeah. Because it's like – It's true. It's disrespectful to them that you would throw away your opportunity to right. be alive when like they would give anything to be here. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I completely that, – that would get me – that's like the number yeah. one reason why for yeah. me because I always think about people that are dying of cancer or struggling right. in some way. Yeah, it's almost like – yeah, I guess that's the only way I can really describe it is that, like, if you have food and someone's starving, you're just like, I'm going to throw this out. Yeah. Which yeah, I do all but, the time. Right. But, but that argument, though, from your parents is, like, so doesn't 
never made any sense. I mean, it's more of a 1950s thing that, like, probably They're our parents. Kids. Yeah. But it's not like you can give them your food. Right. It's not like you're, like, put it on a plane and, like, ship it over to, like – third world countries but they're just saying like you should appreciate this because right. there's some people that don't have this right and that's yeah. what i'm saying with this. Right. appreciate your healthy life yes even though you may be struggling a little bit there's people that are physically struggling which is and they don't want to be right um okay number 11 which is kind of already we talked about because i said mcdonald's but i was kind of running out of ideas mm-hmm. i'm a genius but i'm not 13 reasons a genius <laughs> that's a lot of reasons it's a lot of reasons yeah number 11 i just have is pizza yeah, I agree. I love I love pizza because like there's no there's no physical body when you're passed away, mm-hmm. and so you can't have pizza, right? And so just enjoy it while you're here. Yeah, I love pizza. Okay, number twelve to see when <laughs> to see which of your annoying Facebook friends' kids grow up to be ugly. You know what? Mine's under those lines, but I want to see who's going to divorce. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's, that's yeah. That's because we had like all the weddings, and it's like okay. Right. Who's, who's divorced? Has anyone gotten divorced yet since you've been married? Or like in your my friend circle? Your social no. circle? Um, That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're all happily married, which is great. But like I've seen some people like that are just like acquaintances. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's kind of funny. Oh, it's super funny. <laughs> okay, and number thirteen, Stevie. Yeah, I, you know, I think she would. I've said on the last podcast that I think she would take it back, and I do think she would take it back, and I think she's she regrets this, and I think you should keep her in mind all the time because I think she would give anything to be here again. So yeah. those are my 13 reasons why not. I love it. Thanks. That was great. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing when I was – I can't watch I, – I do think I'm getting like a little – not ADD. I don't want to just like throw terms around and be like, right. I have this, I have that. But I can't focus, focus on anything mm-hmm. anymore, and I – used to love watching tv like just laying and zoning out and watching tv but now i can't it's the focus. it's the social media it's the cell phone i can't put my it's, phone down yeah so like i was trying to watch tv and i couldn't focus so i just was like eh, and i just started writing i think i think like and i saw an ad or something for 13 reasons why and i was bored and i'm like well 13 reasons why not and then of course i didn't watch whatever show i had on yeah i get so frustrated with myself because i'm a big real housewives fanatic and when i i dvr every single one and i'll be watching it and then i'll have my phone next to me and i'll just like disappear yeah. into la la land and i have to rewind like this is terrible like right. i can't even watch real housewives right. i can't even focus on this 30 or six i don't even know how long right. it is our my, show my friend paul i want to find it right now he's a comic his name's paul paul mary which sounds like so utica yes he's from he's from um new jersey but mm-hmm. he's got a really funny tweet about I want to find it because I think it's right on the – I think it's his pinned tweet. I always wonder. Do you yeah. pin those yourself? This is me with Twitter. Yes, you okay. pin it yourself, yes. Gotcha. So sometimes it's, like, embarrassing because it's, like, look at my great was, tweet. Well, I thought it was, like, how, how many likes that one gets, like, pushed up. Like, the one with no, the most likes. No, but usually people will choose the one with the most yeah. likes because it looks good. Like, for example, Paul, on this tweet I'm about to read you, it's his pinned tweet. And it has 1,300 likes, but, like, the rest of his stuff has, like, 100 likes or mm-hmm. whatever. So this tweet is – I don't know about you guys, but I cannot relax until I find the perfect show to ignore while I look at my phone. <laughs> that's like, that's <laughs> and it's exactly, exactly it. it. Yeah. It's insane. Oh my gosh. So true. Going like, through Netflix, trying to figure out what to watch sometimes. It's right, horrible. Right. It's like you can't even focus during that because there's so yeah. many options. It's, it's like just too much It's stimulus. like finding the perfect restaurant too. It like is. I'm the same way with like taking my parents to dinner and like, but this one would be more perfect. No, right. this one. Right. So I guess we have to talk about PTSD now. Yeah. Which I've been avoiding. No, it's okay. Everyone generally knows what PTSD is. It's pretty obvious, but I guess I'll read a little bit of a definition. 
Post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, is experienced by someone who has been through a very tragic tragic and traumatizing event, such as a war or car accident. It can um, have drastic changes in someone's behavior and attitudes towards certain people or situations. Signs and symptoms. Not every traumatized person develops ongoing or even short-term PTSD. Not everyone with PTSD has been through a dangerous event. And that's where it gets, like, weird in that territory of, like, people who've been to war and seen their, like their friends limbs get blown off right. have the same thing that like I would have from seeing a mouse yeah I mean like oh my god well that's funny you say that because I used to work next to the counseling center at the college and they said like there's been such a shift in why students come to counseling like the PTSD was like you know serious situations like I was raped or I was you know you know I was robbed and then a girl actually said she had PTSD because she had a mouse in her apartment. Like, that was her literal reason. Right, right, Like, it's right. getting right. really... But I'm not going to discount that because that's how she's feeling, I guess. Yeah, I know. But it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's um, where we get into kind of that, like, too sensitive of a society situation. Yeah. What I find weird about some cases of PTSD, or interesting, I guess, is that people will experience a tra- traumatic event when they're not even old enough to kind of understand they experienced it, but they'll right. still have the PTSD and not know they have it right. due to Which that. Which is proof that you really have yeah. PTSD. But I mentioned you last night, Jodi Arias. Yeah. So Jodi Arias, if you guys have never heard of her case, she murdered her ex-boyfriend, Alexander. And I don't say that name for any other reason except <laughs> that's the name of her ex-boyfriend. I'm not that. Um, okay, so she murdered her ex-boyfriend and like i was so obsessed with her murder trial it was crazy that's so weird it's like one murder trial i was not obsessed with it's weird and i i I love murder you should have been yeah you should have been fascinated because or you should i'm gonna look into it now yeah it's fascinating because she's such a sociopath and Mm -hmm. narcissist that it was fascinating to watch her on the stand because you could almost see like her technique that she was using to try to get the jury on her side like she would do this thing where she was on the stand for like i don't know I can't remember if it was, like, two weeks or something, like, ridiculously long. Right. And Juan Mendez, who was the pro- the prosecutor, he would grill her. And what she would do – what she would do when he asked her questions was she would turn and look at the jury when she answered. But it was almost like she was trying to connect with them. So, like, every single question he'd say, you know, where were you on the night of the 27th? And she would turn her entire body and she would say it to the jury. And it was almost like she was trying to say, like, hey, guys, yeah. see me. Right. See I'm me. A I'm a person. Yeah. And so, but she was, was not she a person. Coached, or do you think that was just innate? That's innate. Yeah. She stalked him, her ex-boyfriend, for a long time. And all of her fr- all of his friends knew she was just, like, nuts. She slashed his tires yeah, that's when you run. Yeah, um, but you can't because your car is, like, not working because you have slash tires. Well, all you can do is run. Yeah, you have to actually physically <laughs> yes. run. But then she would, like, manipulate him. So she came down to Arizona where he was living at the time, and she was living in California. So she drove her car with um, – she bought gas cans so that she didn't have to stop and get gas oh to, like, leave a trail. Wow. So she filled up her gas cans, but, like, with cash. Mm-hmm. But I think she kept the receipt, which was really stupid because they found the receipt or something like that. Of all the gas Not that she purchased, smart. no, and she drove down and basically seduced him, and they were sleeping together the whole day, and they were taking pictures and like because she was very sexual, 
but on the stand she played off like she was this nerd with glasses yeah she looked like a dweeb yeah but so they were just basically like doing it all day and then he was going to take a trip with another girl and at the end of the day like after they were done like just sleeping together all day Mm -hmm. she stabbed him like 36 times or something or 27 times or something like that um slit his throat and shot him in the head basically like when the whole thing happened she to the cops was like she called and was like i want to help solve this for you guys you know i want to help yeah, be involved so it's like she wanted to be she's just a freak i always find that interesting when people do that like when they go search for the body and yeah and it's they like get they it. get so much satisfaction yeah. from seeing like their work or something like that but anyway in her defense they tried to use that she had ptsd from killing him because it was like she had a few things in her defense. So at first she was like, oh, it was ninjas. Like there were literally men dressed as ninjas and they killed him and let her go. And then I don't know what another story was that she made up, but eventually it, it got to that she admitted that she did kill him, but it was in self-defense. Mm-hmm. But there's no self-defense when like you kill, when you stab someone 36 no. times and shoot them in the face. And that's just rage killing. Right. I mean, you could be raged from being like beaten. But that's still, like, no longer self-defense. It's, like, overkill or whatever at that point. But she couldn't, quote-unquote, like, remember killing him from what she claimed to be was PTSD from Mm. killing him. And so they use that in her defense. But then the psychiatrist or whatever that diagnosed her with PTSD admitted that he found out that she lied about details when he was diagnosing her with PTSD. Mm. So I think, like, he eventually kind of... I think this was post-trial, though, withdrew his diagnosis of her having PTSD. Yeah. But that's the problem, like, with all this mental health stuff is that, like, people use it as a crux. Right. Or they'll use it as, like, a go-to if they do something wrong. Right, yeah. And, like, to someone who actually has PTSD, it's like, screw you. Right. Yeah. I have PTSD from you saying you have PTSD. Whoa. That's deep. Thanks. (laughs) Super deep. So I could talk about, like, the PTSD in a school like yeah. the kids that I see, yeah. like children, I guess. Yeah. I can talk from this perspective. And it's, I don't think it's only children, but what I find interesting is I went to a training once, like, I don't know, like six years ago, that talked about how PTSD or traumatic events affects your brain and the same way, like, ADHD affects your brain or uh-huh. it does something to your brain that makes you have the same symptoms as someone with ADHD. Okay. So the lack of being able to concentrate. So a lot of kids, you know, that ADHD is very i would say overly diagnosed these days everyone has adhd and i think that some kids i'll see like i can't diagnose but um i like you will eventually though yeah i will when i get there but (laughs) i can classify kids with learning disabilities and i can say they have symptoms of a student who has adhd go see your doctor but i'll see a lot of kids that you know the the teachers are like they're they're, they can't focus they can concentrate they must have adhd or add or whatever and finding out their history like they had some traumatic events that's probably right what's and that what stinks is is they're not treated for ptsd they're treated for adhd so that's where it gets kind of messy so then can you recommend to go get treated for ptsd instead well i haven't really had that situation yet where i had to be that person it's just kind of like i'm like thinking in my head what if they had a traumatic event i'm never really i i guess one example i can say and i don't think she would mind me saying this is my sister-in-law um her father died when she was like ten, I think. Her fa- father-in-law. Her father. Oh, I was like, she. Wait, Jen. I'm like, she didn't get. Yeah, married. Okay, no. Right. She was like ten or eleven. Oh, so you had you said sister-in-law. Yeah. Okay. So that's a traumatic event, especially when you're like becoming a teenager, right. 
and she just was diagnosed with adult ADHD. And in my head, I think it could be from the PTSD. The PTSD. And yeah. I really, I want her to be treated for that and not the ADD because the ADHD med kind of just puts a bandaid on things and helps you focus in the moment. Right. Where she probably needs some more comprehensive therapy. Do you tell her that? I haven't yet, but I probably should. Yeah. But it's like, that's a <laughs> I told weird... her now if she listens. Does yes. she listen? No. Oh. But maybe I'll tell her to listen. Okay. I have a message it's the for car, her. Jen, if you're listening. <laughs> no, it's not that one. I thought, your sister-in-law? You only have one sister-in-law. I have two sister-in-laws. I'm married. Oh, you're married. <laughs> it's so weird and adult. You still call me by my maiden name, so yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, doubt Yeah, you're not you married would. to me. Yeah. So. You're always... That's what's weird about knowing someone from like the age that we've known each other. Right. Because you're... I met you when I was 13 yeah. or 12. No, you were, I think you were 12. I was 13. Yeah. And so you're always that person. I feel like from when you meet them, it's almost like if you die, when you die, like, That's, or when you die, what age are you Right. when you're gone? Like, to me, it's like we... We're still 12 we, and 13. Yeah. Yeah. So you're never going to have I a different last true. name and all that kind of stuff to me. So... It's, it's so adult. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. I'm only 34. Um... So I watched a TED Talk thing on PTSD, and it was a woman who was a neuroscientist, I think. So her and I were totally on the same level, um, intellectually wise. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she'll like not agree with that. Oh, I thought that you had your degree in neuroscience. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. But she's just a little bit more. She, well, she was older, so. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm prettier, okay. Yeah, so same level. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was saying how, which makes sense, but she was just saying how when this traumatic event happens, whatever it may be, your brain, it's like trying to help you survive in the moment. Mm -hmm. So all of whatever um, chemicals are released to help you survive. It's like crisis mode your brain is in. Yeah, right. And so it's like she – one of the examples she used was like – so she was talking about her husband and she was like talking about how – you know, the kids, if the kids weren't ready at 6 a.m. when they were supposed to be, he would get really angry and if like – um, there was like the wrong smell out of the fridge. You'd get really angry. And I'm like, I think you're just married to an asshole. Yeah. But he was um, like a, he was a Vietnam vet. Oh. And so like all these things to normal people would come across as like anger or just being like a dick. Whereas like those things would really trigger, like if you weren't on time in, in Vietnam, right. you would, it literally meant death. So he couldn't move on from like what things meant in Vietnam to what they meant in normal life. So if they weren't, if the kids weren't ready at 6 a.m. in his brain, it was like, it's, you will die. You know, like. Brain is really fascinating because it takes you back there. You know, it's also fascinating. The fact that I feel incredibly uncomfortable talking about PTSD. I really do. Like I just, I've never, it's like with depression, I can talk about it because I've experienced it. But with this, I would feel like if I tried to say like, oh, well, maybe I've experienced, I would just be being like obnoxious because yeah, it's I, not, I've never, I, like I really want to say I think I have PTSD from a, a dream that I had, but I don't, like, it's like I don't want to water down the definition, like water down people who no, actually have can, PTSD. What you can talk about because it affects you. I know people like stomp on this all the time, but like the situation you had when you were a kid with like the bullying, like that has affected you throughout your life. Yeah. you're constantly like... Well, I live like... Hyper aware of yeah. what people feel about you. Super hyper aware. I can't walk into a room and not mm-hmm. think that everyone hates me. And it's not in a way of like, oh, no one likes me. It's literally like I walk... If I walk into a store... I remember one time I went shopping for the first time by myself um, when I had my license. Mm-hmm. I was in H&M 
and I was in the mall alone Mm -hmm. and I was in H&M and I thought everyone who worked there was like very cool and trendy and I started to feel pure panic because I thought every single person in here right now hates me Mm. and I remember I started sweating I think that was like a mini panic attack I think that was like the first time I'd ever experienced actual panic Mm -hmm. or something but what I was going to say with the PTSD stuff the only thing that I can say that I think I really feel like I might have like a slight bit of PTSD from is when I had a dream about September 11th before mm-hmm. it happened. Did I ever talk, yeah. tell this on the podcast? Well, you didn't tell me. You talked about it on the podcast. Though. Okay. So if you guys have listened or haven't listened to the episode, basically like two weeks before September 11th happened, I had a crazy dream where planes were flying into buildings and the buildings were falling. And it was so traumatizing and so intense. And then September 11th happened two weeks later. And my mom, because I told my mom about the dream, and she was like, this is your dream. And I was like, oh, my God, this is literally exactly my dream. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, how many years has it been since? Oh, don't make me do math I right know. Now. 16 years. Yeah. I've had plane crash nightmares for 16 years. And they are the most upsetting, intense, real-life-like dreams. Mm-hmm. And at first, I started having them after September 11th and I thought I was having more premonition dreams about like being in a plane crash so I became incredibly afraid to fly mm-hmm. and I would have severe panic when I was flying and I almost was to the point where I'd want to stand up and be like like everyone's so calm you know like you get seated everyone's just like reading or doing whatever every time I flew I wanted to stand up and scream like what's wrong with you people like right. why yeah. are you so calm and one time before a flight took off. This was the worst that ever was, but I was going to Chicago with my mom to see if I wanted to move there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was crying before takeoff because I was so afraid. Because in my dreams, the planes, like, they crack open and people are falling out of the planes. Or the the one that I have that's more frequent is a plane is taking off, but the way it takes off is, like, it goes down a chute. And so, like, the plane starts out up here and it goes down this, like, chute and gets speed. Mm-hmm. And in order to get in the air, it needs enough speed from going fast enough down the chute. And it doesn't get enough. And it just basically goes up. And then it just falls straight down, mm-hmm. either into water or the land. And I watch it explode. Right. Um, so I so that's been for 16 years. But now flying for me is not hard. Like, I'm pretty chilled out now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just more accepting of, like, I think I'm still freaked out that the plane's going to crash. But I'm more accepting that if it does, like, I'm fine or right. something. Yeah. So like, but I have a routine. So when I take off or when I'm flying, I have a routine. And if I don't do it, I get very freaked out that like it'll affect the plane. Like I said with my shoes, how I have to put my right shoe on first. OCD. Otherwise something yeah. will freak, go wrong. But I don't have OCD about a lot but of things. But like this is just a thing. fear. Yeah. So this is like a major fear. But, but so it's a routine. It's, it's a, a routine. compulsion. It's a obsession. Yeah. Yeah, I have so. to do it. Mm-hmm. So before I fly, I have to look at the plane. So I have to see what the plane looks like. So if I board a plane without looking at it, I'll get really freaked out. Like, oh my God, I forgot to look at the plane. Will you have a panic attack? No, I'll just get more freaked out. Okay. So what I do is I have to look at the plane. And then once I board, I have to look at the pilots. And mm-hmm. I assess the pilots like in the cockpit. And like I get a vibe. Mm-hmm. I also look at the flight number. And if it looks like a flight number that would be on the news for a crash, like that freaks me out. It's like... You know, like United Air 1310. I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds like it'd be on the news for, like, a plane crash. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I always have to, like, just look at my flight number to make sure it's, like, okay. And then I I look at the pilots, and then I board. And once we take off, the last thing left in the routine is I have to 
silently. It's not like I pray, but in my head, I list off all of my, all the people I've cared about that have passed away. And I basically like call on them to like keep me safe. Mm-hmm. So the last time I flew here, or like just now when I flew here, Stevie was in it. So like yeah. I'll say grandpa, grandma, uncle Brian, um, Charlie, Stevie, Jesus. Yes. I really, I'll Dude. throw in, I'll throw in the J dog. You know what you have to do? But he knows I'm only reaching out because yes. I'm scared. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of off topic, but like I do that too. Like I pray when I need something and I'm like, I need to do this just all the time. So yeah. he knows I'm not just using so him. Try to do it like when you're not going on a plane. I know. Too. I know. But he's like, bitch. I, yeah, know, I, know, I know what you're doing. doing. Yeah. Um, but I have to list those off. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I'm going to throw off whatever thing and then the plane will crash. Mm-hmm. And then I'll feel bad because I made everyone else crash and because I didn't do my you. thing. Mm-hmm. So that's as close as I can speak to like PTSD, but that's more like maybe OCD. Yeah, and I think everyone to an extent has some kind of minor PTSD because of a traumatic event. Maybe they just witnessed, like for example, like the Boston bombing. Yeah. Um, Whenever I run a race, I mean, I think everyone thinks about it, but the last race I ran, there was heightened security because of some, there was some. Right. Yeah. And um, I was freaking out because I went to go pick up my race packet. And I just grabbed it and left. And when I got home, I looked at my my number and it wasn't my name. It was someone else's. They gave me someone else's. Oh, wow. And so I was like, this is a sign that I'm not supposed to do this because something's going to happen. Something's going to happen to me. And, and they're going to think you're someone else. Gonna, yes. And I'm like, this is such a bad sign. Yeah. And even my mom, I you're called her. You're just making excuses not to have to run. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was. I was. And I called my mom and she's like, Jen, I don't know. And, I'm, and so then I went really early and got my right name yeah but that was like yeah well we need yeah. to know who's dead yeah I, that is pretty freaky that yeah it was really freaky out. i yeah. looked at it and i'm like Crap. or i would think like they did it on purpose because like the person who's gonna bomb it is like trying to make it chaos i didn't think that out. at all that's the way i would have taken <laughs> yeah. it but that's like a lot of thought from the bomber right yeah why would they choose like change me? up the names and confuse everybody kelly ann renninger i was like they gave me someone oh, that well, was that's like very of, yeah well because they they just kind of from the al- alphabetized and they're like this must be oh, it right 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 and they said i was 54 years old i'm like oh, <laughs> it's funny because like if someone calls me the wrong name in a way like i like it yeah because i'm like, <laughs> like i'm kelly ann yeah now. like i just i'm more confident i'm more fun i'm yeah. like i feel like if i get the wrong name i turn into like a housewife who'd be like yeah like like shimmy with her breasts and like be like drinking like margaritas or yes. something. I don't know. It just seems uh, like a that's funny. fun thing to be someone else. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then we'll get into our little segments. Sure. That Jen helped me with because mm-hmm. I'm running out of. Please tweet me ideas of um, who's sadder because I'm totally running out of ideas. We just need more sad people in the world, and then yeah. I won't. Run I mean, out. it's a good problem to have. Like we can't find people that are sad right I guess but everyone's sad everyone's miserable right but I've gone through like the litany of like who trying to compare like really people that just like aren't sad because more like the more famous people they just seem like they're not sad like right I I was like Robert De Niro or Al Pacino but I'm like they're not sad Robert De Niro I think Al Pacino whatever okay anyway (laughs) we'll, we'll get to the real ones um okay so who's sadder this is brought to you by Jen. It's really lame. I'm sorry. No, it's funny. It's good. Steve Urkel or Screech? Powers. Say his last Screech name. Screech Powers. <laughs> I never knew his name. Well, if you're going to say Steve Urkel. Right. But, but he I, was Urkel, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah like, you're I right. I feel like Screech Powers, the last name wasn't as prevalent in the show. I watched every single episode like a hundred times each, so. How ironic that his last name was Powers when he was like, had, he had anything no but power. power. He had knowledge. Do you think they did that on purpose? Maybe. Yeah. He had, had knowledge. He did. He was smart. And we're talking the like the characters, not, not the, the actual actors. people. Yeah, because that. Because that's a whole, that's another who's sadder, which we could do actually. Yeah. Right after this. So, who is sadder? I think Steve Urkel. Yeah, why? Because I think Screech is at her. You do. So if you think about Steve, like he would come. I'm calling him Steve. It's not, he sounds like confident if his name was just Steve. I know. Well, Stefan, remember he changed. His, oh, he had a cousin yes, or something yes, named yes, Stefan. Yes. But Steve just always like came in and was like, did I do that? Like he didn't go did home. I do that? Like who did he go home to? Like he had no like, he came to this Winslow That's house. True. Who was his and, family? Did yeah, we ever see we like, never his mom or dad? Him. Maybe they, whatever. But it was always like he just came in and they're like, get out of here, Steve. And like he always loved Laura. <laughs> they were so mean. Yeah. <laughs> and like they never like told him to like not wear suspenders or you Right. Know, they, no one gave contacts. him advice to like help him out. Yeah. But I feel like he didn't have a support group at all. Like the Winslows were a support group and they really didn't, he was a pest right, to them. Right. Whereas Screech, he had Zach. He had like, they were, they were his, yeah. his pack. Yeah. I mean, they treated him like Screech. But, but at like least he, he had, had friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Steve Urkel had friends. Yeah. But he had that girlfriend. Did he get remember? a girlfriend? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Who, she was... I wonder who came up with the, did I do that? I feel like the saddest person is the person who, like, came up with that character. <laughs> or, like, you got it, dude. Like, oh, you got it. <laughs> the saddest writers ever. Um, but they're doing better than me. Yeah. Um, but I think Screech is sadder because even though he had a group of friends – it was always just like driven home that he was not the cool one. Yeah. Like it was a constant. It's almost like if he had no friends, there was no compare. He couldn't compare himself to Zach yeah. or Jess or um, Kelly. Kelly or no. Um, AC Slater. AC Slater. Come on. You didn't watch this as much as me, did you? No, no. Oh I my gosh. I was too busy like watching Pee Wee Herman. I love Pee Wee Herman. I used to Pee-wee's watch it Playhouse. too, but like Save by the Bell was it, man, for me. But like I think – if he didn't have anyone to compare himself to and was more with was friends with more nerds, then I wouldn't think he was a sad. But it was like he couldn't get like like Jesse was dating AC, Kelly was was with Zach, yeah, and like he was kind of with he Lisa had Violet. Turtle. Remember was, Violet? I don't remember Violet. Oh, um, Tori Spelling played Violet. Oh, really? That was his girlfriend. Tori Spelling. Oh my god. Yeah, she's a she had like green hair recently or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, she's not she's not okay. She we could have done that. Yeah, she's a good else. one. She's a yeah, good one. Yeah, we'll save her. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll save it. She's I'm like acting one. like I'm staying forever. <laughs> yeah, you're out after this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're like, done. Yes, that's true. Um, poor performance. Go back to like my mediocre life. Um, what's funny is like you say mediocre life, but like you have a. F- We're in Jen's house right now, which is like a full, very nice adult house, furnished beautifully, with like a beautiful backyard and like a nice neighborhood. And I literally have a teeny tiny bedroom. Oh, stop it. And no husband. And not that. That matters, but it no, does. We have a podcast. I, I have a podcast. I don't have that. Right. So it's like, thanks for letting me borrow it. You're welcome. I know you're very jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to split. We're, I don't think we're going to have a, a winner, yeah, Steve or Screech. I don't, I don't know. Like, we just don't know mo- that much about Steve, I don't think. Yeah. We didn't really know. But that, in a way, is sadder that yeah. you didn't know that much about like that's him. All he, his identity was the Winslow family. Right. And they weren't nice to him, like you said. Yeah. I mean, Laura always had, like, a soft spot for him, but she would always stay. Did she ever give him a chance? Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He got that girlfriend, and I think – I wasn't – I actually, I did watch it. I watched TJF 
so they were on TGIF. I was a SNCC fan. I love that was Saturday though. Yeah, Friday was TGIF. I know, but I was more of a SNCC because "Are You Afraid of the Dark" was my I favorite. Loved, oh Are my you god, the dark. My favorite one. And I'm was like, yes, the, I am afraid of the dark. The vampire one gave me PTSD. No, it didn't. Guys. Really? But like, what, it was. What was that one? Like when the the neighbors next door were vampires. Oh yes. And it, that wasn't even that scary. The one that was scary was the girl staring into the mirror of the closet, like, and she wrote "Help me" backwards. Yep. They anyway. were pretty scary for they kids were. on Nickelodeon. The the intro gave me PTSD. Yes. When it was the swing and the giggling kids and yeah. the swing was just like alone and it was at night in the park. Like Canadian television was where it was at when we were younger. That was Canadian. Yeah, it was Canadian. Ah, there was a lot of real. like um, Canadians teens, are real. Teen. They did a lot of teen shows like Swans Crossing, Fifteen. How do you know these? I used to watch. Them. So random. <laughs> How did you find that? Was like a great. It's not like Netflix is around. How do you find Jay- those? Me and my friend Jamie used to make fun of their accents. They'd be like, get out. Yeah. And we'd be like, oh. But how did you even see that on TV? What? Like 15, whatever it's called. 15 was on Nick- Nickelodeon. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh. I really do think I have a bad memory. But, like, I mean, I remember, um, like, Hey, hey dude. dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Ted. that so much. Oh. Um, and I'd rather be, shorts. Yeah. Did you want to be Brad or Melanie? Melanie. I want to be Brad. Melody. Melody. You're Melody. right. Yeah. Interesting. You're the dark. And I'm Brad, the yeah, she had yeah. the brown hair and freckles. Yeah. Yeah, I like Melody just because it was like so opposite, so opposite me. And same yeah. for me. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And now I'd rather be Melody because she's married to Ben Stiller, and I think that would be fun. Yeah. She seems, they seem like they probably have fun. Yeah. Okay. Who's sadder? Well, you could. Jaleel White or oh. Dustin Diamond? The actors that played. Hands down, Dustin Diamond. Yeah. He's had some crazy. Yeah. Outbursts. He's like stabbed and, someone or and something. And been arrested. He was actually kicked out of my college. Him and Mr. Belding came to speak at CNN. No. And they were persona non grata, which means you can't come on this campus ever again. Both of them? Yes, because they were like hitting on girls, being really disrespectful. Ew, ew. Like they would do these tours to college campuses because that was like we used to watch them. Right. But they got kicked off of our campus. Wow. Yeah. Um, I remember uh uh, Bill Cosby came to UB. Oh, really? Yeah, and he gave, like, a thing, like a, I mean, obviously no one was drugged there, but, like, I'm just thinking back on it now, and he was sitting there, like. Wait, what? He did what? He drugged people? I'm in denial. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. You're, like, the Cosby show is too good to believe. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, but he, I just remember him sitting there, and that, like, he had, like, sweatsuit on. And, like, <laughs> it was so cute that. and cozy, and it's just, like, so sad. Like, oh, I know. But and Jalil White is not even in the news, so he's probably really happy. Yeah, I've seen I've seen him occasionally, and he looks like well adjusted and like happy. Yeah, that's good. It's definitely Dustin Diamond. Mm-hmm. Okay, and last, who's sadder today? There's a lot of who's sadder because you and I are going to the Saratoga race track later today. Yeah, well, in like an hour. In like an hour, but for me, that's actually I should say early today because it's ten forty two in the morning. And you're gonna have fun. I'm kind of dreading it, but I think I'll have one. But it's just the social aspect is, like, giving me anxiety because I have to see, like, Jen's, like, relatives that, like, I don't know that well and, like, have to be social and I'm just uncomfortable with it. Fine. I feel like I'll have a couple drinks. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. Okay, so who's sadder, the horse or the jockey? And this was yours as well. Yeah. This is is hard for me because, like, I don't know. I feel really bad for the horses there, which I have to – separate that when I'm there because I'm enjoying being there and but you know betting on the horses but their lives are probably terrible yeah I know well, and they're helpless I know animals and creatures I do wish I was a vegetarian because I do feel like such a hypocrite because I love animals so mm-hmm. much and then I'm like ooh, this burger is delicious yeah no like, I can't do that either so I feel terrible but the horses are such magnificent creatures that like 
in a way I don't feel bad for them because they're doing what they do which is like yeah. run like that must feel good in a way but aren't they like they're getting hit yes and so then I was like oh but they're not doing you know because it's like they're getting whacked I know but the jo- jockeys are so short I know that in their everyday That's all life they can do in life right like when they're off the horse and no one knows that they're a jockey just like oh that guy's really short yeah or like their whole life they're like you should people are like you should be a jockey right. like, that's all they heard and they think like, they're joking they're like, like i actually am a jockey not like you should be a statistician like <laughs> right. no you should right. be a jockey right they're like you can't reach the chalkboard <laughs> to like figure out stats um, yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like the horses are sadder and actually because something... the jockeys get paid to do this right right the horses are just <laughs> getting hope, like i would hope they get paid. i don't know i bought i get paid for nothing look what i'm doing yes um <laughs> But, like, Jerry Seinfeld has a joke where he says some – it's something about, like, horses and they just are, like, all that for just, like, an oat bag. They're like, yeah. oat bag, got my oat bag now. Like, they're walking back to the stables with, like – the terrible thing is if they get injured, they literally just shoot them. And they – like, on the news here, because Saratoga is, like, the one of the few things that we have in this area. I mean, we got we have more than no, what we have in Utica. No, that's it. Um, yeah, this racetrack. And people come in from – all over like Bobby Flay's always there oh really yeah he cheated on his wife yep and because she and she had the helicopter above yes the, yeah she it was, was she's like a badass yeah um saying like did it have a thing something. saying like, I don't remember cheating. what it said yeah, yeah but it was like confirming it to everybody has PTSD from that yeah um but like on the news they'll say like oh another horse was died today in Saratoga Aww. so it, ha- yeah. like, it happens too frequently yeah. it's like I yeah. ha- I can't think about it when I'm there I'll get really sad yeah for my birthday, when I, uh, I think it was two years ago, um, I got a private horseback riding thing. Not lesson, but just like horseback riding. And the whole reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to gallop. Like, I wanted to like go in like full stride gallop. Yeah. That is so hard. I couldn't do it. We just like trotted. It's oh, insanely no difficult idea. to like, I, it's, it was very scary. And so I was like, well, that's not happening. I've never rode a horse and my dad was so obsessed with horses growing up. Like he owned part of a horse. Really? It's called just Duffy's like Irish butt? Fella. Really? Yeah. Like oh, he that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Of course he would own the Yeah. Butt. The left butt cheek. That's really funny. Yeah. So I did the F dat with the Jodi Arias thing. But if you guys don't know the Jodi Arias thing, yeah, just look her, up. look her up. And she had a Twitter account from prison for a while because she would tell her friend what to tweet. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so messed up and so fascinating. So, I mean, but now it's been, she killed him in 2008. So it's almost been like 10 years. So it's like now right. faded into like whatever. But. And I would be interested to know, I don't know if, who, if there's any psychiatrists or psychologists listening and i'm sorry no. if you are because i feel like they can't I'm stomach just, the show there's yeah. no factual well, information then ask your psychologist or psychiatrist like if they've gotten more cases of ptsd lately it yeah. would just be interesting to know yeah like you mentioned there are more cases for ptsd in vietnam than there were in world war ii yeah is yeah it, it's and it's like is it a different generation right like, what are the factors more people were in vietnam that didn't want to be it was like yeah. more of a social justice thing of like peace and love and you know what also think about the did you you watch the nun documentary right only like two episodes but that woman who blocked out her yes station i that's years. still so hard to believe yes um like, what was it called again the keepers the keepers so yeah. the keepers on netflix and it was about a nun who was killed was killed by most likely the priest mm-hmm. because she was gonna like whistle blow on the fact that he was like raping teenage girls yeah, in and school getting other men to come in and rape teenage yeah, girls so, yeah so insane the girl that they or the woman they interview was raped by him and literally blocked it out and then all of a sudden had remembered it and so 
as an outsider, you want to be like, oh, how can you just yeah. remember this? But your brain, again. Right, your like brain's, like, does, protecting you yeah. to survive. And she, like, even raised her kids Catholic, like, devout Catholic. Very religious. Her son was right. a altar boy, like, and then it came out, and she would say, like, she just heard, she remembered hearing the door shut, like, that Ugh, noise would yeah. just bring back. Right. It's like the smell where you're saying you're that right, woman's the, husband. The fridge, yeah. Like, so interesting. Well, I didn't mention this, but, like, when I just was Googling whatever I could on PTSD, they were just talking about biofeedback as a yeah. treatment. Mm-hmm. And I didn't – I've always heard biofeedback, but I never knew what it was. But basically, it's monitoring what your feedback is to certain, yeah. like, stimuli and then altering your response to it. It says, you can see these stress responses as they happen on a monitor when you do biofeedback um, and you get immediate feedback. The sessions are typically done in a therapist's office, but there are computer programs that you can do at home and connect like to your own computer to set, to monitor yourself, which mm-hmm. if you're not a doctor or whatever, it's probably not super helpful. But they recommend to do relaxation exercises based off of like your responses if you you know get like nervous around, like you said, like a door closing or something. Different relaxation exercises including deep breathing, progressive muscle relaxation, which is alternately tight tightening and then relaxing different muscle groups, which is weird. It's almost just like like I picture just like squeezing your butt cheeks and then letting your butt cheeks go. But it's ha- it's having your mind have control over your body. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like training your brain. Exactly. And I don't believe that that works, but it does. It does. Yeah. Um guided imagery, so concentrating on a specific image such as the color and texture of an orange, for example, to focus your mind and make you feel more relaxed so you're focusing on the orange. Mm-hmm. But is that a way of, like, masking it, though? Like, because it's like you're focusing on the orange. It's just giving you a skill, right. like a strategy. Right, okay. And then the last one they say is mindful meditation, um, focusing your thoughts and letting go of negative emotions. You don't try. So you don't do that, right? You don't No, I can't. Meditate. I can't meditate. I'm too, like anxious i would want to look at my phone every five seconds and i know that's the point of meditating yeah, so yeah. Not, but i couldn't even get over the hump right now unless i had someone really guiding me to do it because right. i downloaded the app um yeah what's it called i don't know um, um it's uh i know what it is um it's um because i actually applied for a job there i uh, i um i did i was doing it for like three days I'm and then i quit <laughs> I well care. that's the thing is like yeah. it's like I, hard to do um, it's called, it's a really good app. It's called Headspace. Headspace. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Talkspace, but that's something else. Yeah. Um, um, lastly, they mentioned therapy animals, like petting, like just like petting a dog or mm-hmm. petting something. This is not a masturbation joke, <laughs> but like just like. Petting yourself. Yeah. Your the, the, I talked before maybe about how sketching helped me. Like yeah. you almost get lost in the draw in the like because mm-hmm. when I sketch, it's just like a lot of sh- shading, mm-hmm. and you get lost in the strokes. Like you just so I feel like that's the same as like petting an animal or something. Except animals are more adorable than my sketches. And my they're sketches like a are scary thing. And there's like a yeah, there's connection. a connection. Yeah, totally. The depression impression is kind of like quick, um, but I remember I want to talk about this just because I. Re- I relate to it, but Whoopi Goldberg, uh, she witnessed two planes collide in midair when she was young, and she's had, like, an intense fear of flying. I remember watching her on The View, and she said she had to go to L.A. for an award show or something, and she takes, like, a bus. Wow. Like, but, like, her own bus, obviously, not, like, the Greyhound. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be funny if she did, though. But then I found an article saying that she, she conquered her fear of flying using TFT. 
Whoopi Goldberg tells The View how she enrolled in Sir Richard Bronson's Flying Without Fear program to conquer her fear of flying. This program utilizes thought field therapy and is based on the teachings of Dr. Roger Callahan. Tapping therapies such as TFT provide relief from anxiety and stress, which was once caused by flying for her. Or is caused by flying, not just for her. So the inventor of this method, the dude Callahan, is um, uh, an author. He wrote this book called um, Five-Minute Phobia Cure, and he's cured um, people for decades. So if you have a fear of flying, I guess you could check him out. But anyway, that's my depression impression. Cool. So Jen. What? This has been wonderful. Oh, thanks. I'm just kidding. No, I know. It's been terrible. It's been kind of weird. So what do we do in terms of horse betting? Are we going to like – do I – put money on horses yeah like, how does i'll it show you how to do it um i would say i'm just like tell yourself i'm gonna spend this much money and then see what it, where it goes okay and, so. the, and the admission is really expensive it's five dollars yeah so that's basically all my you money you could pay me back you know down the line <laughs> if you need to it'll take me 10 years to earn that to be able to pay you back plus interest it'll plus take me 20 interest. years that's true interest is important yeah um, yeah we're gonna win a ton of money i did actually i went to santa anita racetrack or whatever in california and i won 150 dollars oh so yeah there you go so i could do it again but anyways thank you for listening with no pep talk oh yeah i'm kind of giving up on the pep okay. talk part do Sorry. you have a pep talk i was just gonna say go to the gym oh yeah so jen so i stayed over the night tonight or last night at jen's and we went for a half hour walk and it felt like when jen was like we're gonna go just get our blood pumping i was like uh-huh, mm. i don't want to and then we did it and i feel very nice yeah and refreshed yeah it just it naturally releases endorphins so that's guaranteed going to make you at least feel a little bit better yeah just so a do something bit. just move your body good call every day i agree i do agree okay thanks for listening um tell a friend about the show please rate and comment and thank you to everyone who has rated and commented you guys have given some really cool nice comments and they make me feel really happy and if you want to email me at contact at mentally feel free and i don't know what you'd say but just say something and then Thank you to my friend. So a few people emailed um, music for me, and I ended up using this one dude who actually just took the intro that was already there and cut my voice out of it right at the end. So that was from Ryan. So thanks, Ryan. But thanks also to Aaron and Jana and Adam who sent me things as well. So anyway, thanks, guys. you got some nice friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm paying them, but <laughs> it's worth it. Yo, so sorry for the sudden total switch in the sound of the microphone, but I screwed up the ending and then I wanted to do a new ending and my microphone won't sound the same. I don't know why. So anyway, I'm in a hollow hole now in my heart and in my room, but I just wanted to say thanks for listening and make sure you stay sad enough to listen to the podcast, but not too sad. And I'll see you guys next week.